Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And guess what, baby? It is happy hour. I've been waiting for this guest. I'm so excited. I have a special drink because she's one of the most special and incredible people, not only at Fox News, but one of my very favorite alumna from MTV, Rachel Campos Duffy. So nice. You're one of my favorite Did alumna. you ever think, did you ever think no. back then that here we would be with kids and a very interesting journey between the two of us? It really has been an interesting journey because I still remember seeing you on TV, you know, in the 90s and being, she's a cool chick. And you kind of are the cool kid here at Fox. Oh, good. Everyone knows that. If that's the case, we're all doomed. We're all doomed. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is a very special Mandarin Cosmo. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to just, you're going to actually bartend. Because we have um, some beautiful. It's so sparkly. I love it. A glitter rim because we deserve it. I have a friend who says her favorite color is glitter. how beautiful that is. And look at that. It's a gorgeous glitter rim. You can Mm -hmm. see it shining. Glitter in the rim. (laughs) All we are is glitter. So this is a, of course, it's a mocktail. It's a Mandarin Cosmo. I just, I just gave a little winky wink. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so when did it. you start um, being a bartender of sorts? I started mixing really when I was diagnosed with celiac because uh, I was diagnosed in 2010. Yeah. And I knew at that point I was going to have to make a lot of gluten-containing items, I would have to modify them and make them myself. And same for cocktails, because there are so many things that contain gluten. And there, there was In so cocktails? Much, yeah, well, beer. So there was oh, so sure. much mystery yeah. Yeah. that I really liked beer, but it made me so Beautiful. sick. So here's to you. Oh, this feels so girly. I, I know. This. That's right. Cheers. Let's give it a whirl. That oh, is... Oh, the edible glitter is really good. It is. And this is delicious. Because it really kind of nice has cold. a mocktail taste, mm-hmm. but I know it's a dangerous <laughs> mocktail. <laughs> Deep down, it's dangerous. No, you could uh, you could serve this to a police officer or your parish priest. Well, parish priest for sure. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I went to dinner once with Raymond Arroyo? Oh, nice. And he brought with him um, at this dinner, there were all these nuns and they were in full habit. Oh, wow. And they like limoncello. That's fantastic. And they were drinking. That gives me hope for the world. Well, you know what they told me? Because we started talking, you know, during the limoncello. We had a little drinks. Had a real conversation. We had a real conversation. And they said, you know, when I fight with my spouse, I know it's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because they're married to God. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Yes. I thought it was the funniest thing. I wonder if it was the limoncello that brought the honesty out or if they were. What what a beautiful kind of honesty. Gorgeous honesty. Um, have you ever wanted to be a nun? So, no, but I was always afraid I was supposed to be a nun because yes. I didn't want to be a nun. So, 
Yeah. I, I'm wondering if you, cause I've always been fascinated Me with too. nuns. Me too. And, um, one of my very best friends, his sister is a nun. Yeah. And you know, whenever I see her, like, I want to be as reverential as possible. Yes. But I really want to know, like, what can you enjoy? Yeah. Like, so I went and did a segment. It was actually awesome for Fox and Friends. They sent me to a convent beautiful. up in Minnesota. And I was with all these nuns. And what's interesting is in Catholic world, all the orders that the women are just dress not in habits and they just look like they dress bad. Okay. I never understood this. Like <laughs> we're going to go do bad. some volunteer work. We don't want anything <laughs> to get stolen. Yes. I don't know why they do that. Um, those orders are all shrieking and they're all old. If you go to convents where they are in full habit and really like in radically have, you know, decided to separate from the world. I don't mean like that they're not in the world because these, these particular nuns had a um, vocation for teaching. So they mm -hmm. were teachers. So they were obviously in classrooms, but they wore the, the, the habits. I went and stayed the day with them. Wow. They were playing basketball. They were, I mean, cooking. There was, there's a joy. I also spent time with mother Teresa's sisters. Mm -hmm. I live, I lived in, um, India for like a summer with some oh, people. Oh, wow. I didn't know that yeah, about you. Yeah, kind of crazy. And it was for a wedding, an Indian wedding. And I was there all summer with a friend of mine. But we ended, I ended up volunteering with her at, um, Mother Teresa had a, um, uh, like her order had a home there for old people. And I would go every day and volunteer. And they are the most joyful human beings in the world. And that was the same feeling I had when I went, I think it was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, where these nuns were, and they were just so joyful. So I took video, especially of them playing basketball. Cause yeah. of course I want one of my kids to, yes. you know, maybe have Receive a vocation. The calling. Yes. So I was showing that to my, my, my kids and my daughters were really fascinated by it. And so not long after I showed them that video, um, my, Mar my, my, V, Maria Victoria, my, we call her Mighty V. She's my most mischievous one. And well, M and V are both in mischievous yeah, too. <laughs> exactly. And so I said, uh, she said, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, a nun, wait, how much money do they make? <laughs> <laughs> she should be I my said, daughter. I said, maybe you're not meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... Literally went like that. A nun, wait. How much money? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yes. And I don't know if that's a generational thing, Yeah, but that's maybe. how, that's how my oldest judges all professions. Yeah. And part of me is like, good. You're a capitalist. Yeah. That's you, you're an independent person. Too. You'll make your own money. You're ambitious, which means if you want any of those ambitions to come true, you will work hard. That's right. Working hard. Isn't that what's missing these days? Yes. That's the component that's missing. Everybody wants to make the money, but they don't want to do the work. Yes. Yeah. And, and they want the, they want the accolades and they mm. want to hear how wonderful they are and how special and unique and the world will be lost without them. Because on Instagram, they're all famous. Yes. Yeah. I was and TikTok. recently <laughs> talking with an influencer and I'm like, how do you wake up and realize you're going to be an influencer? And she was like, oh, I was the middle of the pandemic. Oh. But I think there are so many people who are like, I just want to do the easy thing. I want to wear expensive clothes and accessories that someone sends me that I don't have to yeah. pay for. Right. And I want to talk about them. And then I want to make even more money. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a great job if you can get it. Do a lot of people get it though? I mean, I, I mean, there are a lot of influencers, but like these young 13 year old girls 
can they really all be that way? No, I mean, are there just as not. many mathematically? It does not support. So, are there as many frustrated wannabe influencers as there are frustrated actresses and yes. actors in 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 Hollywood? And it's funny because they all gravitate toward Los Angeles. Yeah, like they they all do. Yeah. And I I remember having a friend in L.A. in the '90s before I went to MTV because I worked in radio starting in 1991, and I had a friend because I was we were talking and I was like isn't it a bummer? Like there's so many people here who were the most beautiful, talented mm-hmm. person in their town. Yeah. Like they were at their absolute height when they were 16, 17 years yes. old. And they're like, I'm going to LA because yes. I'm going to be famous. Right. And it really is like the city of broken dreams. It really is. And he was like, but there's something about that brokenness that is totally communal because everyone has that same mm-hmm. experience so they can identify with yes. each other. It's true, but LA for me, I mean, I lived in LA for a while. And by the way, I just got back from LA. My, my son got married in LA this past weekend. Congratulations. And thank you. And, I, you know, I realized I love LA more than New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I love LA. And uh, even though it has gotten crappier since yeah. when I lived there, you know, 20 some years ago, and I could see the decline, yeah. it was interesting. Um, however, I love LA. But when I was there, I felt like, yes, what you're saying is true. There are people there who were, you know, the 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 top of the game in their hometown but there also were a lot of people that just didn't fit in yes. in their town those are the people that i like yes i love the misfits so I've the misfits are there as well the misfits. Yes. and it's funny you say that because i know that your season of the real world the people have never seen the show they know your season more than the first one yeah interestingly enough um and you know you you were really torn between pedro <laughs> and puck and it was a very difficult dynamic especially for a younger person and to have the emotional maturity that you did but puck reminded me of one of those people like one of those misfits yeah that that you would find but there was a sweetness about that yeah you're one of the very few people that get it because most people will like still people will like write me on twitter and stuff and have opinions about what happened on the real world and you can imagine it was even much more so years ago but people were really a lot of people were really repulsed or repelled by him and couldn't understand how I could be a friend of his. But those people like you who actually knew him know that there is something very sweet about him. He's a good person. Um, he has a sometimes a tough exterior and he clearly has, you know, some you challenges. Know, challenges. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so kind. Um, but deep down, he's a very, very kind person. Um, and it was a kind of, I, I was very much torn between the two of them. But I also, in some ways, I didn't really process what, I was too young to understand really what Pedro was going through. So I just saw him as another person. And in fact, what's interesting is I once got a a, a DM from Rick Grinnell, um, who, who just out of the blue reached out to me and said, hey, I just happened to be watching a marathon of Real World and I'm watching your season and I just love that you just treated Pedro like anybody else, yes. which is what really anybody who's gay wants, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just want to be treated like anybody else. Um, and so in that situation, you know, Pedro was a really nice guy, yeah, but he wasn't as fun to hang out with as Puck if, in, in my 20-year-old world. Like yes. there was always something crazy and unpredictable unpredictable that happened. And he was going to pull you into the chaos. Exactly. Because he wanted you to be a part of it. Right. Right. And so it was, it was really fun. Um, and, and so I liked them both and, and, but everybody else kind of took sides Yeah, and I kind of was like, I, I like both. So, but there's, there's a reasons. beauty to that, to be yeah. able to see 
And we're missing that in politics. We're so missing true. the ability to go, you know what? I don't agree with what you said. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. share your mindset, but I respect where you came from and why you landed where you landed. Do you think that Donald Trump is the same kind of misfit? And that's why people gravitate Ooh, so to him. Yeah, he never really did fit in in the sort of upper class society here in yeah, New York. Yeah, in the political country club. And, and Or in the political country club as well. So he never fit in here in New York, no yes. matter how many billions he had. And then you're right, in the political establishment, he's an outsider. And, and outsiders like him. That, that's such a great point. I think, you know, when I was younger, um, even in my early years of being married, and definitely in my single days, I used to pride myself on how much I had in common or how much I partied and and hung out with Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, oh, I vote Republican, but I party Democrat. Like I was really proud of like, that it was like that. Yeah, I always said that. Um, but something happened and it wasn't just in Donald Trump. When my husband decided to run for Congress, people, and it was really painful for me, actually, people that I thought were really close friends of mine who were, who were Democrats, like lost their shit and became really mean. I mean, people, I mean, I'm not talking like casual friends. I'm like friends that I went to their house for Thanksgiving kind of friends Yes, turned on us because Sean decided yeah, to run the friend for who brings you something yeah. when you have a baby. Yeah. And, that kind of a friend. And like you do the same that kind of, those them. kind of people, not, not all of them, but the ones that I was really close to at that time did, they lost their shit and they were really vicious and mean. And I, and I was like, you know, I wouldn't vote for your husband either, <laughs> you know, but I probably wouldn't tell you that I wasn't going to vote for your husband. And yeah. I certainly wouldn't publicly say anything, which these people did. So something happened and, and I, and I'm going to be really unfair here, Kennedy. And I don't know if it's your experience. I have, and, and people will say this to me all the time. What did you learn on the real world? Mm-hmm. Um, and I will have one line, the myth of liberal tolerance. Absolutely. And I would, I feel like conservatives have always been open-minded, even to a Democrat voting Donald Trump, by the way, who suddenly became pro-life and they were open-minded to that too. Um, I just feel like liberals are not tolerant and it has only gotten worse. And so What's happened to me is as a protection mechanism while my husband was in Congress. And then once I started working for Fox as well, I don't like being around Democrats anymore. And I'm sorry to say that, but that's just what's happened to me. Yeah. And I, I don't mind being around independents, but people who draw a yes. line in the sand yes. and people who have litmus tests mm-hmm. and people who are like, you know, how dare you? And it's like, you don't know how my professional life works. Therefore, right. you don't get to dictate anything about it. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. But you're in L.A. a lot more, right? Do you still go back? Yeah, I still go back. You go back. So what's that like for you when you go back? Because when now, people... Because so, when you were on MTV, I mean, everyone knows you're a libertarian, but you were still MTV. I was a Republican. And you were a Republican. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, now Fox. I mean, Fox is a different brand. Yes. So how does that work for you in L.A.? A lot of friends have just peeled off and I don't see them. I don't hear from them. And I tried for years because I'm like, 
my views haven't changed. I've refined in some ways. I've grown more conservative in some ways and more liberal in others. Mm. Uh, but people have decided, like, since I work for Fox, that I've lost friendships. Yeah. And friendships with people that I tried for a few years. And now I'm just like, you're not worth my energy anymore. Yes. Because yes. I wouldn't be this intolerant of you. I would try and figure out where you came from. Yeah. As opposed to... 86ing you out of my life and demonizing you and othering you as though you had turned into something that I could no longer tolerate yeah. or be around. Like, you know, you people don't just become toxic poison, but yeah. we treat each other like that. Yeah. I would say we don't. I say they do. I mean, I even had this experience where like, I don't know, maybe it was like four years ago or something. The producers for the, for the real world who at one point were, were really nice, like yeah. we're fine. I mean, in fact, when Sean ran for office, one of the producers donated to his primary. Didn't donate in the general. I get that. But did a kind thing and donated to his general or his primary just as a, you know, same guy, same groups of people. They had a some sort of, um, I think, like a scholarship, I, mm -hmm. like where Pedro was like, it was a Pedro Zamora um, nice. scholarship or whatever. And they had some sort of like party in L.A. and everyone was invited except me, but this was in the post Trump world. Yeah. And so I think, I think I was tolerable as a Republican, but because I was a Trumpster, now I was like a leper, yes. like unworthy of, and I mean, of course I, it's fine. I got nine kids. I'm so busy. I probably couldn't have made the party anyway, but it just, it was symbolic. No, but it's the point. Yeah. It's the point. Yeah. And it's, it's the intent behind it. And they're the first ones who complain that we have, such a divided society yes and there's no civil discourse yes and it's like well you can't be civil enough to invite me in the room and share memories yeah. with me look at how they treat robert kennedy jr yeah i mean we didn't discuss this before but i i noticed that there was clementine in this mm -hmm. one there is and i love clementine isn't it lovely i love so clementine. clementine just just a little bit goes a long way and with is your it in the vodka co-host there is no vodka i mean if yes. there if, it, if there was yeah, would there it be would have, it would be in the vodka it would have been, yeah. <laughs> okay. right so yeah. bad. <laughs> terrible your co-host will came i made him something that if i had added mezcal right. it would have been only a little bit yeah you yeah. know he's a huge tequila guy yeah i made yeah. him a margarita yeah oh good he's yeah. a good margarita maker it was a blood orange margarita although you without... know he drinks tequila straight yeah that's his thing I made him gay tequila. Now, you now made I know. Him gay now I know why. Listen, if you could turn Will gay, <laughs> now that that could never happen. No, you only. I could never had. I have two very masculine co-hosts. You do. I do. Yes. We. It, but I somehow, tell them, I think you could kick both their asses in a fight. <laughs> I think if it really came down to it. And I you guys know. were fighting over one life jacket and the ship was going down. I, I think you would emerge victorious. I will say when we did a, um, they did a SEAL team like six swim across oh, yeah. the Hudson and they were both in their, um, you Underwears? know, swim, swimwear. Yeah. I, I think Will was in a speedo, <laughs> yeah. but I was in the studio and I thought, wow, this is a nice job. <laughs> Not a job. No. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say they all were also surrounded by lots of very lovely SEAL team guys. Oh, that's fantastic. Even I, better. I like, it's raining men. Yeah, you're married. You're not blind. <laughs> exactly. 
You still exalt Sean Duffy above all above else. Above Forever all and else. always. Forever but and you always. have eyeballs and a beating heart. That's right. Did you know that we are the first ever reality TV marriage? Really? Yeah. What Believe about or not? Trista and Ryan? You you preceded them. Yeah. We and did. you preceded Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro? Yes. Really? And we're the most fertile. Yeah, absolutely. By a long stretch. No, you you absolutely get the first. And my daughter Evita was pre-West, Northwest or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah absolutely. Just way, way, way pre that. Way before yeah. Kim K, who clearly followed you. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did hear she was a major real world, like, Oh, I fan. It. Yeah. yeah. What else is she going to do? Sit well, around I and mean, count like, her dad's money and watch MTV all day. Exactly. And so, like, that's why she wanted Go to- through, like, the big butt catalog going, not big enough. <laughs> not big enough. That one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, do you think it's fake? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. No, because they have pictures of her from, like, when she was into Nick Lachey in, like, 1999 or and something. And her butt was small. It was much smaller. I just don't believe Believe me, I do a lot of squats. Me too. Well, and, I, I, I'm and not shows and crab walks with the band. Like, I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have a big booty. Yeah, There is no way you go from <laughs> zero to 100 like that. I have a booty, too. Good for you. Sean calls it a Mexican butt. <laughs> hey, thick thighs save lives. Big booty, it's our duty. It's our duty. Will you ever run for president? No. Will you no. ever run for office? I mean, you've been... You know what I do? I, I, I do think I would like to do that at one point. When all the kids are gone, mm-hmm. um, I, I've told Will and Pete, I want to be the Marsha Blackburn. I want to do it when I'm a grandma. I actually think... I, I actually did a segment, and I, and I requested doing it. I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Capitol Hill and interview the grandmas on Capitol Hill. That's awesome. And I did. And I had the most fascinating conversations with them, and I think they bring a lot of wisdom to yeah. to the to to the Capitol Hill and to Congress, and so um, that would be the time I would do it. Yeah, but I, I I have to. I'm really busy. Of course, you have nine children. Uh, yeah, I mean, you... I have. Well, I I have six at home still. Yeah, yeah. That's three Just times six. as many as I have, <laughs> and one of mine is out of the house. So, which what, is really funny. Is because, she in college? Yeah, she's in college. Where does she go to school? Uh, she goes in Ohio. She's in Ohio. There. Yeah. Um, but the the younger one, it's like, what do you want to do? Are you good? Do you want to make cookies? Should we get yeah. our nails yeah. done? And she's like, no, leave I'm, me alone. I'm fine. <laughs> do you want to help you with your homework? Should we read the same book? Do you want to get the same sweater? I like sweaters. <laughs> I like sweaters. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go out with my friends. No, mine are still in the phase where they have to talk really fast so I can like pay attention to them because like I have so much stuff going on. So like, you know, you're like faster, faster, faster. What do you need to say? Spit it out, spit it out. I got four other kids I have to talk to now. That is a great parenting life hack. If you want the information, make your kids talk faster. It's a great communication skill for them. And it's the only way to ingest the information. Uh, cheers to you, Rachel. Oh, sunny. You are amazing. No, you are. Thank you for coming by. I appreciate it so much. And many more Cosmo mocktails in to, our future. Um, to my fellow MTV. Amen. From the 90s. They'll Can I ask you one last question? take it from us. Amen. They'll never take it from What's your favorite song from the 90s? Oh, that's a great question. Um, okay. Uh, I really like uh, Nirvana Heart Shaped Box. Yes. Nine Inch Nails Closer, even though there are a lot of dirty words in yes. there. And of course, Goo Goo Doll's name. Yeah, you're a little more alternative, but that was always your stick on yeah, uh, that. Was, that was my deal. That's your deal. Yeah, I had the passport to alternative nations. I'm like a Madonna girl. I love Madonna. I'm obsessed. I met her several times. Really? What's she like? Every other time, she was amazing. She was so cool and talkative and funny. And then every other time than that, she was a complete b- 
Why? You'd think you'd get better with too age. famous, too rich. Too so wait, wait. She she could could so did you meet her when she wasn't famous? That famous? No, 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 no. But she you met her famous. when she was very, very famous, like in the nineties, yes. like when she was yes. like at the top of her game. Mm-hmm. She was the best in the nineties. Yeah. So I first met her um, when did you just party? Kind of. We were both in a Jean Paul Gaultier I'm fashion not... show together. Are you f-ing kidding me? No. And so I went up to her, and everyone's like, "Do not talk to Madonna." Because they thought I was just a, they didn't have USMTV. Right. We were in Paris. She knew who she were. Yeah. So she's and like, so, oh yeah, she's cool. And I'm like, no, no, no I'm going to go talk to her. I'm me. And so I went up and talked to her and they're like, you can't talk to Madonna. And we sat and talked and, and she was lovely and gave me the best advice. And she was so cool. What was her advice? Um, that there's enough room in this world for everyone's talent. And women don't have to tear each other down. That is great and advice. it resonated with me. Yes. So... She probably needed to have people normal like you talk to her instead of having all these people. Leg humpers. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so, and then every time after. Every other time she would be like, and then you'd see her again. She'd be like, oh my God, how are you? You look amazing. And I'm like, ah, like, which one am I getting? Wow. What did she do to her face? I don't know. She's just, she's trying to be pretty. And it's like a little bit of age is okay. A few lines, that's all good. She has such a great body. By the way, she did butt injections. She did the butt plants. That was it's not necessary. It's she not. had a great tiny hiney. That's yes. its own vibe. And it's a great vibe. Yes. She had the body. Yeah. She could have taught us all how to age gracefully. Amen. And she decided to do Catwoman. I know. She, she got the... Like, what is... It's a cat. She looks face. like a like cat. She started injecting tire, tire sealant. It's like, you have a billion dollars. You can do better work than that. Yeah. It just was so sad. Don't try to look like you're in your 20s. Never. And all the weird Instagram, but like it, uh, all the sleazy shit she's doing. And then like her poor kids. It's just at some point, if you have kids, yeah, you got to think about that. Too. No, it really is. And everything that happened before kids, you can say to them, sorry. You know, I, I didn't know the love that was going to live in my heart yes. when you were born. Yes. And now I, my heart is transformed and I will never do that again. Fame makes people yes. really up sometimes yeah. um, i mean you know you and i have seen people from nothing go to super famous and sometimes they do great and other times they lose their minds but worse they lose themselves yes just for madonna it just breaks my heart yeah. because i really loved madonna i felt very connected to her in, in the, my youth she was one of the you know she was one of the early, think about, I mean, just from musically speaking, the embracing of Latin music and yes. Latin culture and the rosaries and the, mm-hmm. and the statues and remember, you know, La Isla Bonita and yeah. all this kind oh of stuff. She was like, ah, so, I love so it. much. It was so great. And then she just, it just was so sad to see her. Yeah. Hopefully, Not hopefully she'll come full circle. Yeah. And she'll do like, you know, some Taylor Swift guitar, acoustic concerts i cannot let you leave without telling you how amazing you are on the daily mail so the daily mail was always my most guiltiest pleasure ever i love the daily mail i don't care who thinks i am you know not sophisticated because i like to get my news from the daily mail i love the daily mail if you looked at my text to my producers of all the stories i want to do for the week (laughs) like literally half of them are from the daily mail I love the Daily Mail. That's fantastic. And when you went to the Daily Mail, your articles became like my, there's a few people who write that like literally their writing is like my me time. Like I literally will grab a coffee (laughs) (laughs) or 
or something delicious to just enjoy that. There's a oh, few, there's a few writers like that. Caitlin Flanagan is one of them. I, whatever she writes, I want to sit down and read. Andrew Sullivan is another I one who I like to sit down and I know I'm going to like it. Anything by Camille Paglia is mm-hmm. like just food. And yours is like candy, but it's so deceptively deep. It's like, mm. it's like eating. That's such a kind compliment. It is. It's like eating candy, right? But it's like, I don't know. It's like you're hiding the spinach, but it's all candy coated. <laughs> That's amazing. Because it's very deep. It, it, it's just delicious to read. It's so enjoyable. You're a fantastic Aww. writer. And like, I just read your piece on, on Taylor Swift. And like, inevitably, this is what happens. The first few paragraphs were all things I've already thought about. Mm-hmm. But then you take it to the next level. I'm like, damn it, Kennedy. <laughs> that's the next level. But that's what's great. Like, I want people to write. Because you discover yes. a totally different part of your brain. It's when you best. write. My mom started writing when she was 75. And yes. found a totally different voice. It inspired me so much because she started writing her life story. And these memories that she yes. grabbed that, you know, she was able to put together. And it's like, it's, it's a gift that a lot of people don't engage in. Yes. But it really does use a totally different part of your brain. It does. And as a pundit, and this is one of the regrets I have, I used to be somebody who wrote and then got on TV based on what I wrote. Mm-hmm. And what I said on TV was much better because I had r- written it first. Yes. Right. And, um, and it's one of the things that I have said to Sean, I'm like, I want a housekeeper so I can do less laundry and more writing. Yeah. And that is actually was my, my um, New Year's resolution because I too am a writer. My daughter writes um, for the Federalist. And I, I think it is absolutely, it, it, there's a, a release in it. But not everybody's a good writer. And so that's my point to you is you are a fabulous writer. Oh, thank and you. it goes down like candy. It's deep. It's thoughtful. Um, it's always on point. And it's perfect for the Daily Mail. It's made my <laughs> guiltiest pleasure even better. I've sent you many texts before or, or messages through Sean and other people going, keep going. You rock. You are on so the Daily kind. Mail. I love you it. Here's, here's to spinach wrapped in candy. Yes. <laughs> and the Daily Mail. Amen. Which I'm like, sorry. And writing to feed your brain. Cheers to you, Rachel. Salud. Salud. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. It's Happy Hour. Along with Rachel Campos Duffy, I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network.